0: From Relay FM, this is Analog episode number 31. Today's show is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts and Fresh View to Go, where you can view your current inventory status from anywhere in the world, wherever, whenever you want. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only Mr. Casey Liss.
1: What if there's more than one of me in the world? Not me, me, but what if there's another Casey Liss? Maybe I'm not the one and only.
0: Well, but the thing is, is, like, the Casey list of which I'm speaking about, like, the ethos and the, like, you know, the whole package that is the Casey list of which I'm referring to, there Mm -hmm. is only
1: one. That's true. Let me tell you a brief story since I've already railroaded the entire flow of this episode and we are four seconds in. Uh, When I was in college slash university, I was walking back from class one day and just, you know, thinking about random things because this was just barely either before the iPod or before anyone could afford the iPod. And so all I had was my thoughts, and I actually really did walk uphill both ways. There was a very, very small, about two-foot-deep valley in the center of campus. So there, I'm old. Anyway, I was walking back from from, from class, and I got to thinking, man, what would it be like to have an identical twin? Hmm. I'd probably hate that guy, and I would have had to kill that little bastard a long time ago. <laughs> and that was that was the conclusion I came to, which was a really startling conclusion, because I don't know how any of my friends put up with me. So how's it going, Mike? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So what are we talking about today? Do we have some follow-up?
0: Uh, we most certainly do, actually. So a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about um, the talk that I did uh, at the Apple Store in Covent Garden. Mm-hmm uh it has now been posted to the iTunes podcast directory store mm um so you can go and download it it's probably possible to get it in overcast now okay uh, um i if it is I t- i'll also add that if i can find a way to that i'll also add that to the show notes as well but um you can you can go and get it in itunes uh somebody somebody did complain to me that like it it was hard to get it like, but I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do about that. Me neither. <laughs> it's like, it's not mine. It belongs to Apple, man. Like, I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could, but I, but I can't. There's not um, a lot but- you can do. Again, I want to. I want to thank uh, the team at the uh, Covent Garden Apple Store for inviting me and for hosting me and recording and distributing the episode. Not the episode, the talk for people to hear. You. It's interesting, Casey. When you hear it, you'll hear the nerves in my voice, uh, which I I hate. Uh, that that that's there. I, but I hated listening to myself. And I also, at one point, turned to my girlfriend and said, "I sound so American." Oh really? How so? Yeah. I just, listening to myself, just listening to the way that I say some words, and I was like, I sound so American.
1: So, speaking of random stories, apparently this is the night of random Casey stories. Um, uh, A couple of years ago, I went to a wedding um, in Greece, but it was uh, a friend of mine from high school who was American, and uh, his now wife, who is Welsh. And... So there were a bunch of Welsh people. I don't want to say Welsh men because it was women as well, but um, a bunch of Welsh people. And we got to be very friendly very quickly and in a very good way. And towards the end of the three or four days we spent together, whatever it was, um, I asked them, you know, hey, did you guys know that Aaron and I were American before, you know, we started talking to each other? And immediately everyone said yes, which kind of took me aback. Like I wasn't offended, but I thought that was a little bit weird. And so I asked, well, why? And the answer they gave, which I thought was fascinating, it wasn't my shoes, like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Hi, Matt Alexander. But they said um, it was two things. It was the way I style my hair, which I I don't really have anything to say about that. But more interestingly, they said it was the way in which I walked and carried myself. And, And the way they put it was that, and they were very gentle about it, but they basically said that I walked like a cocky American, which I thought was fascinating because it very well may be true, but I never would have thought of myself that way in a million years. And so I apparently walk like an American. You talk like an American.
0: And uh, sometimes I walk like an Egyptian. Thank you, Uh, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back (laughs) next week.
1: Yeah, we'll see you later. I'm so happy you got that because I was hoping so hard that that's where you were going with it. (laughs) Oh, goodness, we're a good team. All right, any other follow-up? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, I was changing tab because I found the overcast. I found a way to to get it in overcast. Some Stephen had recommended it, so it was right there, and now I put it in the show notes. The show notes of which you can find where Casey lists. You can find those show notes at
1: relay.fm/slash analog spelled the correct way/slash thirty one.
0: That will probably work.
1: <laughs> you'll you'll notice I left that ambiguous just for you.
0: mm Hmm. Alright So uh, we do have some feedback We have uh, something that came in It was via the method of Ask Analog But I thought that it would uh, it would be pretty good to talk about it here This is from Costas uh, on Twitter And Costas said uh, I always thought that me being a procrastinator meant that I wouldn't be successful Hearing you two guys gave me hope This is interesting I actually don't think that procrastination means that somebody is lazy or like that they're not going to be successful. I think it's actually part of the process.
1: I would agree with that. Like, I'm not proud of being a procrastinator. And and I think we discussed that I'm, I've am i gotten a lot better in a lot of ways, but I still have a long way to go. But I would agree that some of it is is part of the process. You know, like, let's take my CocoConf talk, for example. Um, I do think think about it a lot a lot even if i don't have keynote open on either my ipad or my mac and you know sitting there actively working on it but i think about it a lot um and i think that to some degree i know myself well enough to know that for better or worse i need some sort of tangible urgency in order to do not my best work but in order to get the work done and i wish i wasn't like that but that's kind of the way i am
0: can't change who you are buddy yeah it's all right um so I actually do have a, a piece of follow-up that Jason is prompting in the chat room. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Which we've not mentioned on Upgrade yet, but probably will-ish by the time this show comes out. Is this the Jason's, cheese vertical? Yeah, Jason sent me cheese. What kind of cheese? Manchego. Yeah? Have you tried yeah. it? Not yet.
1: Oh, yeah. man. I was going to quiz you on it. Now, hand on heart, I genuinely love Manchego. So um, I am I will have to follow up with Mr. Snell and see how he accomplished that Um, if it was by Amazon or some other mechanism. But... Uh, You you should enjoy it. It's a very dry cheese, which is different. Um, Most cheeses I tend to find are, are, I don't know if moist is the right word, but when you bite into a piece of manchego, you'll realize what I'm talking about. It's very, very dry, but very, very good.
0: I'm I'm imagining other types of cheese I think is going to be similar to. He also sent me some chili jam. It arrived at 8 p.m. Interesting. (laughs) In the evening uh, via a courier, which is, I've never had cheese in that way before, but it that's was, kind of an, awesome a new experience for all of us
1: a courier by bicycle or by foot or by uh
0: automobile uh he was in it he was in a van plane train car boat nice work <laughs> van, van is that something that you guys have because yes. we have trucks like but, yeah like, well we call them lorries lorries or trucks but then there's also there are vans
1: sure yeah we have vans we don't typically use them for delivery um Typically, uh, they're used to transport people like there's a minivan, which is what your average, um, you know, family will own. Um, and that's small ish. And then there's van vans, which are, let's say, used at a hotel to shepherd people around. You know, if you're staying at a hotel from out of town and you need a lift to the office that you're visiting, sometimes they'll put you in a van that has like three or four rows of seats, usually benches. Um, and then occasionally they're used as well for um, for uh, like plumbers and things of that nature.
0: Let's take a break and then we'll do some relay your fills. That sounds excellent. This week's episode is brought to you by lynda.com. They are the online learning platform with over 3,000 on demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10 day trial, visit slash analog. That's L Y N D A dot slash analog whatever way you choose to spell it. Lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, or boost your Photoshop skills. If you go to Lynda.com, you can feed your curious mind and get it done. Whilst browsing around Lynda.com, I've found some amazing courses, like Illustrator, uh, the Creative Cloud Suite, of products, they have like illustration and stuff like that. They have everything Creative Cloud related, but they have great courses for on um, web design, wireframing that you can do in Illustrator. Um, you can get up and running with Java if that's a, something that you're interested in learning, um, or maybe you know you, you know we talk a lot about iOS apps and iOS app development, but maybe you want to learn how to build Android apps or to get up and running, get started with Android Wear. They have all of this stuff in the Lynda.com library. With Lynda.com, you can watch and learn from top experts and all of these people are totally passionate about teaching and you're able to stream any of these thousands of video courses on demand and learn on your own schedule at your own pace. Courses are structured so you can watch them from start to finish or consume them in bite-sized pieces. You can browse each course transcript to follow along or search for an answer and skip to that point in the video really, really easily. Um, You can also download tutorials and watch them on the go, including access on your iOS and Android device, if you like, and you are able to build your own kind of uh, syllabus, if you like, of of courses and when you want to take them and how, and you can create and save these to playlists so you can watch them, you can customize your learning path, and you're even able to share these with friends, colleagues, and team members as well so they can learn what you're learning which is kind of cool. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert or you're just passionate about a hobby that you want to learn a little bit more about, I want you to visit lynda.com slash analog and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thank you so much lynda.com for the continued support of FM and this here program of which me and Casey refer to as Analog.
1: You know, I have uh, one more piece of last second follow-up which I don't think we've discussed on the show. Um, I now own a fountain pen.
0: Where did we, have, we had this conversation. I can't remember what happened. Oh, it was was it gifted to you?
1: Yes. Uh, my friend Brad gave it to me as a gift for uh, helping him out with something, which is totally unnecessary, but very kind of him. Um, I don't remember what kind of pen it is, but it's a Pilot something or other. <laughs> um, but it's very nice. I've been using it as my daily carry pen. I used to carry a Pilot Precise V5. Um
0: Ah, uh, you're using i've just just come back to me in my brain uh Excellent. i think for you it's called the pilot mr i believe that's um, right but that is also known as in in japan it's known as the metropolitan uh the pilot my, metropolitan mr is an in fountain pen terms relatively inexpensive but is well regarded as one of the best that you can get like for its price range there is nothing better
1: yeah, it's it's really nice, and um, it took me a little while to get over the scratchiness of writing with a not ball, you know, <laughs> not writing with a ballpoint. But I, I actually kind of really like it. Um, so I, once
0: you get past the scratchiness and into the smooth stage, you're, you're rolling. This is the start for you, Casey List. I know it's, it's all only down enough. Now. I have a podcast you can listen to.
1: Oh, really? I should check that out. Where would you find that podcast?
0: Relay.fm slash Pen Addict.
1: Oh, f- fancy that! Really, what I'm trying to do is take over Relay one vertical at a time. So this is all part of my master plan. Next is volcanoes.
0: I would, uh, you, you, you can take over anything that I'm ever involved in.
1: <laughs> all right, I apologize for f- procrastinating. Heyo, uh, let's talk about relay your feels.
0: Yep. So we have this. Um, this came in via email. Uh, listener Jimmy. He's going through some changes at work that have led him to ask these questions. Um, given that Casey often talks about dreaming of moving past his JOB job, if Casey, if your company offered you. Gardening leave or severance package? Would you take the opportunity to then go uh, full time creative, like podcasting, writing? Would that would that give you a sufficient push?
1: Yeah, I think I think if I, if the decision was made for me, and thus it didn't require bravery on my part, <laughs> um, I probably would at least try. I'd probably um, set a time limit, or as we say at work, I would time box it. Um, and so I would probably say, Hey, you know, I'm going to give myself six months or something like that and just see how it goes and, um, see if I can make a living out of it. And hopefully I would be able to, and hopefully that would be the end of me working for somebody else in a direct sense anyway. Um, but I don't think I have sitting here now. I don't think I have the gumption to do that on my own volition. So the idea of getting like a severance package actually sounds really appealing because then it would then then my hand would be forced kind of in the same way. um, Well, I was going to say kind of like what happened with Jason, but I think it's pretty clear that Jason was about to make that leap anyway. So maybe it's not exactly that similar to what happened with Jason Snell. But but imagine Jason wasn't planning to leave and then he was told, hey, here's a little bit of money to go buzz off pretty much forevermore that's that's kind of my dream i guess as the more i think about it the more (laughs) excellent it sounds because again then i'm not the one making the decision it's been made for me and then it's just on me to actually follow through
0: um so then uh jimmy goes on to say like were there other work influences that besides a broken shoelace that helped nudge me in the right direction i think i spoke about these in that episode whatever episode it was where i spoke about quitting my job um there were there was a bunch of other things that were happening, just general frustrations um in the workplace that that pushed me to, but it was nothing specific you know like like the threat of redundancy. However, I maybe did wait around for a little bit longer um than I should have or wanted to because I was hoping that I might get a redundancy package a uh, mm-hmm. redundancy package is severance by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. so it's, to be made redundant is to be what what do you call it like if you get a severance package, what happens to you?
1: uh is that being laid off i never uh, being laid off it's,
0: yeah that's it being laid off
1: yeah see thankfully i've never had to worry about that so uh my terminology is a little weak but um real-time follow-up i believe it is episode nine my shoes are a bit dusty wherein you just yep. you spoke about um leaving your job job and told a really touching and i mean that genuinely a really touching story of um how your shoelaces led you to quit your job which sounds crazy but it made sense
0: hang on a second that was the shoelaces oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i keep meaning to buy a frame for them and put them above my desk you should but i've not done that yet somebody suggested that to me and it was a great suggestion
1: yeah that, that's a really good idea get a shadow box put them in there put a special spotlight on them mm-hmm. oh goodness all right what else do we have in uh relay feels
0: this is from uh arnav uh do you guys have the opposite of a white whale uh, someone who follows you, but you don't want them to, and you can't block <laughs> them. Now, I I can't think of anyone, and genuinely, I can't think of anyone specific that I would, you know, would need to go that far out. But it did really make me laugh. And I was one of the things I wanted to, to bring this up is, we can think about this a little bit more, but what do we call this?
1: I don't What know. is the
0: opposite of a white whale?
1: Um... I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly understand where Arnev is coming from. And I think it's a really brilliant question. I don't know what, I, what, what, what would you call it? Is it like a guppy? Cause it's someone, no, because then that's not special. I'm thinking like something that's easy to catch, which is the opposite of a white whale, but mm, that doesn't sound right either.
0: If anything, like this is something that is, you have to, it, cause a white whale is like, that is super rare and hard to get. But like this one is like, it's something you can't get away from. Mm, a leech
1: <laughs> I don't I I understand I I don't know. I'll we'll have to think about that. Maybe you What can, about
0: uh, like a barnacle?
1: Uh but see but that sounds negative because it's sort of negative the, the the theoretical here but I don't think it's negative. Let me let me explain a little bit. Um so I think I have someone that qualifies for this and Mike, you may actually know who this is. So um there's a television it's program America. Yeah, it's marco how did you know uh, it's uh, there's a television program that uh used to be on five i believe which is a tv show or a tv station over there is that right
0: yeah um
1: well now i believe it's on either history of discovery it's called uh fifth gear and uh, one of the hosts of fifth gear johnny smith um actually follows me or followed me last i looked and i think that came about because i had probably said something to him shortly after he he uh Got a Twitter account, and this is in the time when most people just start following everyone because they don't know any better. But for some reason, the last I looked, anyway, he hasn't unfollowed yet, and so um, I I really respect the guy, and I think he's a really interesting, uh, really interesting dude, and um, and I really like the work that he's done on Fifth Gear, and he actually has an American television show as well with uh, with Tom Wookie Ford uh, called uh, Mud Sweat and Gears. Well, anyways, I feel like I am the antithesis of anything he's interested in because i'm all talking about nerdy stuff and occasionally i'll talk about cars um and i don't know why he follows me because it must be the most annoying thing in the world but he does and it kind of creeps
0: me out but this isn't that though it isn't why not well no because you oh okay yeah no i guess it is isn't it yeah,
1: because it's not like, that I don't necessarily want him to follow me.
0: Well, because I, I'd, I get, I get why you're saying this, but like I'd originally seen it as like you, this person doesn't leave you alone, or like mm. this person talks to you and you wish that they wouldn't, but there's nothing you can do because for for whatever reason you cannot get away from them.
1: I see. Okay, that is not how I read that. No, but that, th- these
0: these are two very different interpretations, so it's kind of just like, they follow you, and you kind of wish they didn't because of the things that they see you say, and it's like, this is just terrible for you. Um, or it's like, I can't escape this person.
1: See, the reason I brought up Johnny Smith was because of the can't block them clause. I mean, obviously I could block him, but... I don't have any interest in that. Why like, would no you need- do that? Right, exactly. Doesn't
0: even make any sense. So, yeah. so
1: if, if it was someone that you could block, that would be a little different, you know. Then I would. Then I'm sure there's some troll or someone that has given me a, lo- a bunch of crap over the years. In fact, um, a mutual friend of ours, Lex Friedman, commented to me I think earlier today that I've had very little patience for uh, internet rudeness lately, which I think has been absolutely true. I find as I sleep a little bit less because Declan keeps us up. Uh, I don't suffer fools very well these days. And I've been much more trigger happy with the block button, been much punchier in my replies. And I don't i don't say that with pride. I kind of wish I had more patience. But I don't know. I feel like everyone's a freaking critic. And it's just annoying. Like uh, last night I posted a picture of um, of Declan and me on the floor. Declan was on my chest. I was on my back. And I'd said, uh, you know, Aaron took a really solid picture of Declan and I, and like three or four people came out and were like, uh, actually, uh, well, I wish I could channel Merlin and, uh, uh. yeah. And, uh, what is it? Van Hoet? Um, Van-, Van Hoot, that's yeah. it. Ver- actually, you see, it's Declan and me. And it's just like, oh, leave me alone. The, just.
0: The, those people deserve to be blocked. Uh. Like. You, like, even if you're joking, don't make the joke because right. no one finds it funny.
1: Right. Nobody cares that you're good at grammar. And so one of these people actually fired yeah. off a pretty angry tweet at. And I was just like, listen, when I... Because he had said something like he almost stopped listening to analog because of how many, how many times I said blank and I incorrectly. And Did I s- we get an email about this Probably. Once? And so I was like, like look, if you think that I am going to have perfect grammar when I'm talking extemporaneously you can get a freaking grip because it's not going to happen and I got really angry about it then like 5 seconds later I sent another tweet saying I'm sorry I shouldn't gotten so punchy but it's just relax a little bit so anyway so I'm not suffering fools right, So
0: th- my 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 impression I've have, I've have two things about this mm-hmm. uh one you don't have to suffer people uh, that annoy you like that you can either ignore them you can block them you can mute them whatever uh, I I tend to employ the mute strategy, so I don't have to look at the tweet anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, but unless the person is offensive in some manner, then I'll block them. But if you're gonna, you can, don't reply. Oh, I know, in, and I should an angry way. Yeah, I shouldn't. But have. if you're going to, you need to own it. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're
1: right. I just I felt guilty because it was. I I think I had taken a bazooka to a knife fight, and I I don't think that was really necessary. Um. And so I felt bad about it, and I thought I mean, about.
0: I I I uh, I do fight back sometimes. Um, whenever I do, though, not this is the thing, but like you know, when I do because I post them in the Slack room. <laughs> yeah. like, Look what I said to this guy, "I'm so mad." Yep. Uh, just because I'm looking for some someone to tell me that I'm right. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I hear you. Anyway, we totally got derailed. But um, do you have anyone that you can think of? I mean, you had said earlier no, but now that we've kind of twisted the definition a little bit, anyone that you can think of?
0: basically all of my white whales by that definition because I I really wish they didn't say, see what I said because <laughs> I feel like it's not good enough.
1: I can understand that. I can get behind that entirely. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Oh, goodness. <laughs> <Right>. uh, man, <laughs> not even, uh, I've still got topics. Okay, this, I want to talk about this one because I have been sick this week. So Doug asked me, what do you do when you're sick, like truly deeply incapacitated? Um, Doug finds solace in Advil, CNS. I don't know what that is. Cold I and sinus excellent uh podcasts and threes uh threes don't just doug don't just restrict threes to when you're sick you know, threes <laughs> is an all-day event casey i'm playing threes right now that's not surprising you never pay any attention to me i just what sorry who? <laughs> i think i've said this before maybe we can talk about this one day i'm probably going to get somebody try and medically diagnose me again which happens whenever i mention this Seriously, that's a genuine thing that that's happens. That's so bad. That's worse than grammar Nazis. <laughs> I know. They're, they're kind of my favorite, though, because it's like this is just the weirdest feedback you could give someone. This is the medical condition I think you have. Um, so check that out. So uh, I just it's just part of my uh, struggling to focus. And sometimes playing a mindless game, which I do consider this to be like a mindless type of game, actually helps me put, put more focus because then what I'm not doing is clicking around my computer. Wait, so you're not kidding, you really were playing threes? I'm I'm play I'm literally playing the game right now. Oh. I have been for like the last 15 minutes.
1: that's delightful you big jerk but this is the thing right so people
0: no no no, but people would see this as me being rude but i actually for me personally i genuinely believe this is the way to keep me the most engaged in this conversation not that the conversation is engaging but this is keeping all of my other senses that would maybe be trying to look for something else to do uh, it keeps them locked onto the conversation Hmm. Um, and i think this comes from i think i bred this into myself by playing games and listening to podcasts for so many years
1: yeah that makes sense uh so basically list- i know it's
0: weird and i apologize if i've upset you
1: no you haven't but uh listeners you you and i all have learned this together and now we can all be deeply offended together
0: we can all we can all move on from there. <laughs> i'm just
1: kidding uh no i i can understand that actually and it does make sense Um, what do I do when I'm sick? Uh, wait, did you ever answer for yourself? No, you didn't, did you?
0: Uh, no, answer this because I'm taking it a totally different direction anyway.
1: Okay. Um, so what do I do when I'm sick? I am very lucky in that I don't get sick terribly often, but Aaron, Aaron is very unlucky because when I do get sick, I'm a terrible freaking patient (laughs) because I'm not used to it. Um, basically I find I tend to do most of the same stuff I would do any other time when I'm presented with a bunch of time that's That's not otherwise spoken for. Sometimes that might mean I'll write some code, like for myself, you know, like maybe I'll work on my website, for example. A lot of times that means I'll just watch a movie I don't watch terribly often. Like maybe Hunt for Red October is possibly my favorite movie of all time. I don't watch it that often, even though it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. But when I'm sick is the kind of time that you watch The Hunt for Red October. And actually, it just occurred to me. As an American, there is one moral and ethical requirement. If you are home sick from school or from work, you must watch one television program. And it's a television program, Mike, that you and I have spoken about this past week. Do you Can you remember which one it is?
0: I'm assuming this is some sort of daytime TV show. That's correct. And is this an American daytime TV show? To the best of my knowledge, that is correct. And me and you have spoken about this...
1: Oh, The Price is Right. That's correct. So The Price is Right is on at, uh, I believe, 11 in the morning on weekdays. And since I was a little boy, and from what I understand, almost everyone I know felt the same way. Since I was a little boy, if I was homesick from school, from 11 to noon, I knew exactly what the crap I was doing. And it was sitting there riveted by The Price is Right because I freaking love that show, which is ridiculous because the show is actually an hour-long commercial. But I love that show. So yeah, so Mike, uh, as part of your American uh, immersion program that I'm generating for whenever you visit me for more than a minute, um, I'm I'm going to have to include Prices Right in that list.
0: So there was a there was a British version of the Prices Right. Mm-hmm. How'd that do? It was, called, it was on for years, years oh, really? and years and years. Yeah, decades i am i'm i'm gonna find the the wikipedia article to tell you how long it was on for but it was called Brucey's Price prices right and it was um it was hosted by a guy called bruce forsyth so it it's unlike the prices right in the u s um it's had four hosts over its time uh and it was from nineteen eighty four to two thousand and seven and it was hosted by bruce forsyth from nineteen ninety five to two thousand and one yeah, um, it's effectively exactly like The Price is Right. Interesting. It, yeah, it's, it's it's a full-on, like, one of, you know, where they franchise it.
1: You know, I'm surprised that you guys did not see through the fact that this is just an hour-long commercial.
0: Yeah, I mean, so there's an interesting game show which clearly came from this idea in the UK. It's called Anton & Saturday Night Takeaway. Uh it is a game show and variety show, right? Okay. So there's all sorts of like shenanigans occurring. There are games, there are celebrities, there are like it does like a hidden camera segment, you know, where the two hosts Ant and Deck who are so this is so interesting to me. Ant and Deck are huge celebrities here. Right? Wait, I'm sorry.
1: Ant A N T? Yeah. And Dec, Deck D yeah. E C K Anthony
0: Anthony are... and Declan.
1: Oh hey. All right. Uh yeah. wow, that's not where I saw that going. I could not I I thought that you were talking about Anton Deck who is one person.
0: No, Ant and No, I've got Deck. you now.
1: I just yeah. I, for a minute there I was like what? So anyway, I'm sorry. Carry on.
0: So they are huge uh they're huge celebrities here. They they everything that they ever have touched has, has turned to gold. Like Okay. Every show that they're on is incredible. They win every single year they win awards like they win like BAFTAs TV awards, like everything. Um, and it's, it's so much so like, it's a joke now, like that the, every award category they're in, they're just going to win. They're like national treasures, but they've never broken outside of the UK.
1: And is it because it, that they are really that good that they they're win? Incredible. all these? Okay. I didn't know if it yeah. was one of those things where like Bob Barker, who hosted the prices right for forever and a day, probably 30, 40 years. Um, he could kind of do no wrong by the end of his tenure, just by virtue of the fact that he had been there so long. It sounds like that is not at all the case here; that these guys are genuinely awesome at what they're doing.
0: So they started off in like a a, a soap called Biker Grove, which okay. was about I think uh, a home, if I can remember correctly, like it was like a home for like runaway children or something. Okay. They then had like a rap career known as PJ and Duncan. Whole other thing, they have presented shows such as in a Wikipedia TV, Wikipedia thing SMTV Live, which is the second time I've mentioned that today um, Okay, I mentioned it on Bonanza when we were talking about Chums I totally missed that then Anyway, Friends Like These, Pop Idol they were the hosts of, Antidex Saturday Night Takeaway, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here Poker Face, Push the Button Britain's Got Talent, Red and Black and Tech Center like most of those as well, like these huge big things, like Pop Idol you can thank us for that. Um, Yo, it's where, American
1: Idol to us, of
0: course. Yeah, but it started off in the UK. Oh, yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um That's where X Factor came from. Although we then got Britain's Got Talent from you guys. Oh, really? I assumed that you guys had that first. No, actually, no, I think it was us first. I think it was us first. Because it's all Simon Cow joints, right? Right, right. Oh, it originated from the Got Talent franchise. No, it... it I believe America's Got Talent was first. What are we doing right now? Yeah, what is Where happening? am I going with this? I don't know. Right, okay, I can take it right back. I've remembered. So, Anton Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway is a show that has evolved from that idea to the point where, right, at the end of the show, they have the big competition thing and you win everything that has been in the commercial breaks. What? That's... Different. That's the prize. The prize at the end is you win everything that's been in the commercial breaks. So people have like multiple holidays, multiple cars, that kind of stuff. Wow, that's intense. That's the prize. That's the that's the jackpot prize.
1: Oh, that's that's not a bad setup.
0: So anyway, the reason I wanted to talk about this question, this relay of Phil's question, was because I've been I've been a little under the weather this week, and it's one of those annoying kind of sicknesses where it's not been like. It's not been like dehabilitating. Like I've not been like incapacitated. It's yeah, it's not it's not been that bad. But it's one mm-hmm. of those ones where I've just felt like generally crappy mm-hmm. for like a week. And it's also like where it tricks you, where it's like, you're totally fine to just get on with your work and then you're like you you're you working for a couple of hours, like, why can't I get anything done? Oh yeah, it's because you feel like crap. Right? It's kind of been that kind of sickness. Mm-hmm. But it's got it got me to kind of thinking it's like cuz uh, my girlfriend had it too and she took a couple of days off work because she just wasn't just wasn't feeling great
1: like i can't do that why because steven's such a jerk
0: well no because there's so many <laughs> things that like only i will do or whatever right um, no, i'm
1: i've just given steven a hard time uh now that makes sense and that's that's one of the things that you know as much as i talk about leaving my jobby job and um and working for myself i think it is at least in part a case of uh, the grass is always greener on the other side because things mm-hmm. like that, I I don't really think about. Again, it's I'm very lucky, knock on wood, that, that I don't tend to get sick very often. And when I do, I can usually get back on my feet after only a day or two. But nevertheless, even a day or two may not be an option if I'm working for myself. And I think it's stuff like that you need to remind me so I'm more content with my job, with my regular job.
0: Definitely. That was where I was hoping you'd go over. it. Yeah. in in that idea because it's, it, it's like you know what do you what do you do because in in when you're in stable employment it's like you're not going to lose your job because you're sick for two days but like if i'm sick for two days it's two days of work that's not getting done and nobody else is going to do it and that has a a at least i feel it has a more negative impact it is mm-hmm. you know at mm-hmm. least had a more negative impact than if i didn't do two days of work on my previous job
1: sure absolutely all right i really i would really like to get to the um the topic that we have for tonight, which is kind of a two-part topic. So before we do that, why don't you tell us about a friend of
0: ours? Discover how easy online inventory management can be with our new friends over at FreshView2Go, an intuitive and dynamic software solution. With FreshView2Go, you can view and manage your inventory from anywhere in the world whenever you want. That is the beauty of a web-based inventory management software. You're always in charge. All you need is an internet connection and an iPad, laptop, tablet or PC and you're good to go. You can use the information that's at your fingertips to support decision making such as inventory purchases to optimize stock levels. You're al- you'll always know what inventory quantities are, what are available and at which location. You can maintain the right inventory levels and reduce tied up cash in unnecessary stock. Simplify complex procedures in managing tracking and organizing your inventory actions go to tinyurl.com/freshpods so that's slash e s h p o d s to start your no commitment free trial today you can cancel it anytime but during your free trial as long as you only have one user in your account you can continue to use freshview to go for free so freshview to go online inventory management software for people on the go All right. It's always good to
1: have a new sponsor. Love the old sponsors, but also love the new sponsors.
0: Yeah. It's like our families get bigger. So I I had a, a, a smattering of topics that were actually related to the Apple Watch. However, considering we've got like a month before we even see this thing, we could keep a couple for next week. Okay. That's fine. Maybe just talk about the top one. Cause okay. this was your, this was your baby. So explain to me this, what you were thinking of here.
1: So I was on my way to work the other day and it's impressive that I was able to think of an, a topic on the way to work because my commute is actually very short. But, um, what I had thought about was in summary, what is it? What does it feel like to not want a new gadget and how does that make you feel? So file this under claim chowder to use against me in two to three months but sitting here now, I don't think I want an Apple Watch. Or maybe, huh. or maybe let me rephrase, I don't know that I want to spend the money on an Apple Watch. Like, if one appeared in front of me, I certainly wouldn't say, uh, mm, no, thank you. But I'm not planning to buy one. And if I do it all, it certainly won't be immediately. Um, and that kind of is a weird feeling for me. Because for a long time now, pretty much every Apple device that's ever come out, I've thought, hmm. Got to have one of those. Now, don't always buy one, but I feel like I want one. And I'm not sure how I feel about this one. And I have some more thoughts on that. But suffice to say, my, my topic and what I'd like to discuss is, you know, how does that make you or me feel? You know, do, do I feel left out? Do I feel smugly superior of everyone? Ha ha, you're falling prey to the consumerism machine. And I am sitting here on my high horse, not buying the Apple Watch for two months. Um, Or does it make me sad? Like to to some degree I have, um, what do the kids say these days? I have a fear of missing out. I have FOMO. FOMO. Um, Yeah, there you go. Um, So, you know, uh, to a little, to some degree, I almost feel sad that I'm not like totally amped up to get my Apple Watch.
0: Because you're not- Maybe you feel like you're not in the club, right? Exactly, exactly. Like what? What do these people see that I don't see? Yep,
1: that's exactly right. And so maybe, maybe that's maybe there's not a lot here. Maybe there is a lot here. But I wanted to just kind of throw that out there and see if you had any thoughts about it.
0: It's interesting because I think the things that I tend to not want are the things that are not like tend to be like you know people aren't crazy over like I. I think it's a nice looking computer, but I don't want the new MacBook. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want an Apple TV. Never have. Uh, again, like the same with the Retina iMac. Again, looks really nice, but I, I don't, I don't really want it. Um, so that was, you know, why I went. One of the reasons I went with Mac Pro, like it just wasn't interesting enough to me mm-hmm. to go for. Um, but like you know, I'm looking at something like the Apple Watch. I do want it. Uh, and I was also thinking how interesting it is. Like we haven't had something like this in five years you mean a whole new product a whole new product Mm -hmm. and that's 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 actually a longer gap than it was between the iphone and the ipad
1: you know it's funny you bring that up um, because the product you're referring to if i'm not mistaken is the ipad and Mm -hmm. when the ipad came out was the very last time i felt this way in that the ipad came out and i was kind of like
0: that's cool Expensive. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure about it either, and I ended up talking myself into one.
1: I did as well. Now, the difference between you and I is I actually freaking love my iPad. Um, I currently have a RetinaPad mini, hi, Stephen Hackett, uh, with cellular. Um, so that's a first generation of the iPad minis with Retina display. Um, I don't even remember, remember what edition that is or version number that is now. But anyways, um, but when the iPads first came out, I was like, well, yeah, that's cool, but it's it's not solving any problems that I have. And it wasn't until my parents came over and my parents had gotten the the original iPad with cellular, no less. And I was sitting there using um using their iPad to like check my email or something like that. I was laying, I remember vividly, I was laying out on our love seat and I was just on the Gmail website and this was early on. So it was iPad optimized, but I mean, it's nothing like today, of course, because this was what, 2007, 8, 9, something like that. Um, and so I started to just, you know, check my email on this thing. And I went and looked at a couple of websites or something like that. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what, this thing is really freaking awesome. And I kind of really want one now. And so I suspect that that's going to be a very similar occurrence with the Apple watch sitting here. Now I'm going to say to you, well, I'm not really sure what problem it's solving for me. And then inevitably, um, I know there's at least a couple of people at work that are dying to get one. And inevitably I'll probably make a reservation at the store to go try them on and, and check them out and, and all that. And I suspect that'll be my downfall because once I have one on my wrist, um, I'm probably gonna be I'm probably going
0: to realize,
1: huh, this is actually pretty cool. But sitting here now, I'm kinda meh.
0: I feel that in those in these scenarios, like Part of the problem can be, like, maybe the what you've seen hasn't spoken to you. So you have watched the keynotes, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you did you watch the presentation from Kevin Lynch? Yes. So did that not speak to you?
1: It did. It did more than, than I think anything else had prior.
0: Um, yeah, I think that was its purpose, and I think it served its purpose.
1: I agree, but he's
0: great, by the way.
1: Yeah, he did really well. Um, he's no Federiki. I I have such a soft spot in my heart for Federiki.
0: Well, I mean, we all do. But but Fed- what Federiki's good at, you don't want a team of people doing that because sure. it's it's comedy. But as a presenter and like really getting the message across, I think he does a great job, and he's he has enough comedy in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't keep talking about this. I'm, we're, all, we're both going to be talking about that like <laughs> in the next month.
1: That's true, but no, I I hear what you're saying. I agree, and, and I think Kevin Lynch's presentation did the best so far for making me want one. Um, it did a better job of telling me what problems do I have, th- what problems is the Apple Watch going to solve for me? But in much the same way that the iPad maybe didn't necessarily solve problems, but made a few things a little lower friction. I feel like the watches would do the same thing. It would just make things a little lower friction. And in and of itself, I don't see that as justifications for spending $400. In much the same way I would have told you early on in 2010, that I don't see the iPad as justification for spending $500. Now, fast forward two years or whatever it'd been, three years, and I spent, what, like $700 on a 32 gig uh, iPad mini with retina and cellular. So Obviously my opinions change dramatically and I suspect that's going to happen with the watch too, but sitting here now I'm kind of whatever. And that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I think the most, most importantly, because of what you said, Mike, that I wonder if I'm missing something that um that everyone else is seeing something and everyone else is smarter than me. And I just don't get it for some reason.
0: I think one of the best things that maybe you're doing in this and, and like conversely one of the things that i think is the worst for people that do feel this way is like to to smugly act like you're you you know you're better or to be like uh you guys you know talking about this thing's gonna suck Mm -hmm. it's like you're just you know you're you're peeing on everyone's parade like right right relax a little bit um because you know i can i can find that sort of frustrating like we all love this stuff maybe this product isn't your product but like you know, everybody else is really excited about it, and and I th- I do think part of it, for for many people, I think part of it is um the fact that it is a new thing, and we haven't had a new thing in quite some time, um, but you know, for for other people, and I consider myself in this consider utility in a product like this because they've used similar and in, in, you know by all means it, it, appearing to be inferior products, you know, that I've used previously um but it is interesting i mean the the idea of you feeling sad where i understand it it kind of that feels like it's going to end one way which would be disappointment you, no that you buy one like if you oh. feel sad that you <laughs> you're not you're going to miss out then you're going to get it
1: yeah and you know what else actually occurred to me which is a terrible thing but a very human thing is It occurred to me, okay, let's say for the sake of conversation that I don't get one on launch day, and I'll bet you anything at the rate I'm going, I'm going to convince myself to between now and then, but let's say for the sake of conversation, I don't get one on launch day. Let's go so far as to say I don't get one until, if at all, I mean... I the reason I'm saying, let me interrupt myself. The reason I'm saying that I don't get one until is because I know my history is to poo-poo something at first and then come around and decide I like it. That's the way I felt about the Mac, the way I felt about the iPhone, the way I felt about the iPad. Um, it's the way I felt about BMWs. Uh, it's the same way I feel about Porsche nine eleven So we all know what I'm going to be driving in 10 years when I can afford one. Um, but uh, so history says I'm going to renege on this. And that's why I said at the beginning that this is all claim chowder, but assuming I don't get one at all, or perhaps I just don't get one until fall or something like that. One of the things that occurred to me and I actually got very stressed about very briefly was, oh my God, I'm going to look like such an idiot at WWDC because I won't have one. And how like, human and yet also terrible is that like who cares if i don't have one i've been at wwdc with year or two or three or four year old computer and in in ios hardware before and that's slightly embarrassing but whatever i mean i'm i survived why is it why am i getting worked up about the thought of like all my peers judging me because i didn't buy an apple watch like how ridiculous is that that that's what i think you know
0: it's part of the fashion angle,
1: yeah. Actually, it's a very good point. That's a really good point
0: because that this is kind of part of what it is. Like, you're in the club, like, you're wearing the thing, you're, you, right. you're wearing your totem on your arm. Like, that's it's part of it. Like, and you know, th- I-, I thought that that was going to be the way with the sport addition you know people are going to be like yeah you just got the sport but it seems like that actually from an aesthetic point actually seems to be one that most people are connecting with um but that yeah, that is it and i totally get that by the way i totally totally get that like i was uh a, a while ago i mentioned about feeling like i'm going to be the one who's laughed at for having a six plus yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't feel that way anymore because I don't know if you'd know. I don't know if you'd heard, but Mike was right. I don't know if you'd heard that.
1: I, I did. I did hear that episode, which was hysterical. I.
0: That's that's the thing that's happening now. I'm right. It's this is the year of Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, I don't get it. I, I'm not trying to argue with you. I don't get it because I haven't spent any real time with the six plus, and every time I see it, I just think to myself, "By God, that thing is enormous." But. But it's probably a very similar thing to the watch in that if I spent some time with it, I would say, by God, why am I using a six or five S or what have you? I should absolutely have a six plus in my life. So I don't know. It's just it's a very weird thing. And it's I mean, let's be honest. This is the most first world of first world problems. But um, I don't know. It's just it's a very odd thing to to have to reconcile a feeling that really I should have, because if you think about it, like this is a healthy feeling, isn't it? This, this is, I'm not saying to your point earlier, Mike, I'm not saying everyone who wants it is an idiot. I'm not saying everyone shouldn't want one. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy one except maybe the addition. That's just ridiculous. Um, but, but it's it. So I feel like it's healthy for me to have the skepticism, but at the same time, it's kind of unfortunate that, that I'm kind of kicking myself for it, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think if you can hold off, like it would be interesting. But I wouldn't necessarily suggest that you do.
1: I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping to. And actually what I had said to Aaron, now I'm gonna say it publicly so I can be shamed when I don't follow through. What I said to Aaron is, um, if I am to get one, and of course she was already rolling her eyes as she should be, but um I said, if I were to get one, I think what you should do, Aaron, is forbid me from getting one, which is not her style, but, you know, if I asked her to, she would um, forbid me from getting one until I do something for it. And I'm not even necessarily saying something directly for her, but something like, oh, the example I used for her was if I go running like every day or every other day for a month or two you know so i have it as a reward for some sort of tangible goal and i've been i've been on a little bit of a health kick lately not as much in the exercising department but you know, a lot in the i need to stop eating non-stop department uh usa usa um so mm-hmm. so i've been trying Best to processed
0: cheese like stuff yes i've been shamed
1: no um it actually i would eat Velveeta right now if i could but
0: um i know you would but
1: um i've been trying to be a little better about uh, about paying Paying attention to what I put into my body, and so um, I feel like once the weather turns a little bit and gets it gets just a little bit warmer, I I would really love a tangible um, a tangible encouragement for me to exercise, like go running every morning, which I've done on on and off for most of my adult life, but I don't usually stick to it too well. And so my thought was, well, maybe if I say to Aaron, don't let me get this until I've proven that I deserve it by way of like running every day or every other day for a month. And I think that's, I hope that that's a pretty good compromise. Now, remind me of this on April 11th when, or whatever the first show is after the 10th, when I say, oh yeah, I totally pre-ordered one. It's going to be awesome. But hopefully I'll stay strong and we'll see what
0: happens. Well, Casey, you know how many days you have between now and April 10th, right?
1: uh oh it's exactly a month isn't it
0: so why don't you just start running from tomorrow because it's
1: so cold mike
0: there you go <laughs> but
1: you're right that's actually a
0: really good point
1: uh i don't know and do you have any other thoughts on this i mean you you intend to get one is that correct on launch day if at all possible
0: yeah because i uh i like to be included
1: <laughs> i see what you did there jerk
0: no no no. I, i'm not i'm not i, I didn't I mean to make a joke it's funny now I've said it, but it wasn't my intention like i'd like to, to i that's just something for me like i like to to feel part of the club mm-hmm. um and so that that is a definite motivation, especially these days um so that that is that is a big thing for me uh but i i can i can commend anybody who has a who has a solid reason for doing it and not just getting it but for you know if if it doesn't speak to you then you shouldn't get it mhm um, like don't because you just kind of waste money right well that's the other thing
1: is um, I tweeted about this a little while ago but I was looking at you know the different designs and granted I've I've not seen these in person of course but look just looking at all the different designs the one that initially grabbed me the most was and I forget the terminology off the top of my head but the the kind of matte black looking Apple watch with like the matte black uh, link bracelet
0: so space black
1: is that right? Okay, um, thank you. And so that's eleven hundred dollars if you get the big one. Now, to be fair, I have the tiniest wrist in the world, so I probably would need the small one. But be that as you'd it be, may, su-
0: yeah, you'd be surprised. If you if you do consider getting one, measure it up. And I, I certainly will. I just
1: haven't had the chance yeah. to yet. But it, but regardless of the smaller big one, we're talking about between a thousand and eleven hundred dollars. Now, that's just. It, to me, anyway, I shouldn't say this as though it's a universal truth. To me, that's absurd. That is a tremendous amount of money for something I really don't need. So I think if I were to actually get one, I would probably get um, whatever the equivalent because isn't there like a space black sport as well?
0: there is indeed
1: okay so i'd probably get the space black sport with probably a black band and you know black what is it elasto flurmer fluoro fluoro <laughs> yeah that's it uh i'd probably get the black uh rubber band with the with basically the matte black watch but but that's still 400 dollars if it's the big one i mean that's a lot of money and i'm not saying that's wrong i'm just saying goodness that's a
0: lot of money i don't know especially as again if you're not that interested
1: Yeah, but I guarantee, especially if you happen to be listening to this after the watch has been out for a while, I guarantee over the next month I'm going to convince myself to buy one. And actually, since I think we should probably wrap for today, let me tease uh, something I'd like to talk about next week, which is how do you justify a new purchase, be it in the good way or the bad way? Um, As an example, well, it's kind of my responsibility to get one, isn't it? Because I have a podcast where we talk about this.
0: It might be specifically interesting to talk about it if you've by that point justified to yourself why <laughs> you're going to get one so right, that exactly. might be quite interesting. Yeah,
1: so maybe not next week but in the future we are going to talk about, you know, justifying a new purchase and is, you know, is that right, is that wrong, how do you do it in the good way, how do you do it in the bad way, etc. So stay tuned for our your intrepid heroes going on their quest to justify spending money on that they shouldn't spend.
0: If you'd like to find the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash analog slash 31. Thanks to our sponsors this week, FreshView2Go and lynda.com. If you'd like to find us online, there's a couple of places you can do that. If you go to C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S on Twitter or the .com, you will find all of your Casey List needs. Um, (laughs) They will be be, uh, given... I don't know, whatever. Um, And I'm at IMYKE on Twitter, and you can find uh, a bunch of shows that I do, including this one at Relay.fm. But most of all, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next time. Say goodbye, Casey Liss. I'll see you later, Mike.